Radical, episode 116, coming in hot on this one. I have been holding off on this show uh, for a little while, maybe even to, to cool down a little bit. And uh, I hope it's helped. Uh, I hope it is one of those things that you guys kind of see, um, you know, instead of flying off the handle, it's one of those, you got to digest some things. But I need to catch you guys up a little bit. I have been doing a ton of other shows and uh, i want to thank everybody out there for for you know having me on their show for taking an interest on what's going on in the libertarian party here in georgia what's happening uh nationally how we are affecting things right here and it's you know it's a, it's a testament uh, it's like this this crowd is absolutely on fire right now for liberty it's on fire for the message of fighters it's on fire for the message of rights for ending the lockdowns for getting the murder cult out of our lives if you guys haven't seen it yet merch stores up uh, I will provide a link in the show. I do not have it here. It's a, it's a Teespring link. I'm sure if you go into my Twitter feed, you might be able to find it. It's got some pretty colorful stuff in there. Um, there is a Murder Cult t-shirt. I'm sure you guys are going to love some of the stuff. And I've got more stuff coming. It's just uh, what I've been trying to get done, uh, you know, behind the scenes with the website and everything else. I am I am absolutely working from about, I don't know. 5 36 a.m till you know sometimes long past midnight and i'm just trying to get after it, man it's just one of those things that burns in me it is liberty and it's fire and it's time to build that fire higher and higher and throw gasoline on it and anybody who approaches us on peace and liberty and consent and being free people it's time to burn them to the ground peacefully with truth and expose them, and that's what we're going to do tonight. But first, first, I gotta, I gotta get my YouTube subscribers up. You guys go out there and subscribe to YouTube if you would, please. Uh, it's, it's an area of social media that I've ignored uh, and need to make some catch up. So between all the, I don't know. 40, 50,000 followers out there uh, on different platforms. I could really use some of you guys uh, out there on YouTube. Uh, outside of that, if you would like to become a patron and support this show and get me out of uh, my day job and make this full time, you can go to patreon.com slash radical pod. And uh, I really appreciate all the uh, the people that have already done that. If you'd like to read, uh, leave me a review, I will read it. I've got a couple to catch you guys up. Thank you. We've got over 120 now. Incredible insight site this is um from bill baggins it's fantastic to see your perspective love the quote sick your lack of imagination <laughs> your lack of imagination shouldn't prevent someone from being the next bill gates the government can't even figure out mail etc best podcasts i've ever listened to by far keep it up thank you very much for that five-star review and i got one other 10 out of 10 we need more people preaching liberty like shane in the mainstream um i appreciate all you guys that go out there and leave me reviews it uh it definitely helps bump us up in the algorithms and uh you know gets that message of liberty out in front of people that want to hear fighters go out and have the fight um and lastly if you got something to bring my attention you can go to shane at radical pod.com and leave me an email uh and i'll try to get to it whether it's a story a video somebody you want me to interview whatever the case thank you guys all for engaging uh taking action and and, and going out there and doing some amazing things but tonight oh, what are we going to talk about we're going to talk about the holly springs pd um how this story came about uh a long time ago 
years and years ago, actually, um, probably, I don't know, closer to 2015, 2016 timeframe. My, my oldest son, as you guys know, has been in jujitsu for a very long time. Um, if, for a nine year old, right? Like he's been doing jujitsu since he was three years old and, um, he, you know, goes to tournaments and he, he's, he's very good. Uh, and I'm not just saying that his dad, you know, he, he's one of those kids that started early. Uh, he put in the work, he was going, you know, six hours a week, um, as a young child to get the the basics and the fundamentals and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, gain some attention. And at one of the, uh, events, one of the, 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 the competitions, um, this, this guy came up and, he, my, my son had just rolled with one of his students at a different school and he starts, you know, like, Hey man, I got you next and all this fun stuff. And like, just having a good time with him, um, saying, you know, you're going to beat my people. I'm going to, I'm going to beat up. You think you can take me all like, just, you know, having, having a moment with him, making him smile, making him feel comfortable and you know, introduces himself, uh, shakes his hand. And it's, it's a really neat thing to watch as a dad. Fast forward over over time i continue to bump into this guy i'm not going to use his name yet because uh this story is about him but the this guy keeps bumping in um you know to us at, and i'm like man this guy's the coolest guy in the world you know he remembers my son's name every time he sees him you know he just hey what's up jackson you know what's going on man i got you next you want to come over to my gym and roll and you know jackson just kind of smiles and gives him a hug and all that kind of stuff and i just I saw I saw who this guy was, you know, first and foremost, just to see who he is, you know, even even outside of his gym, just to go out to, to other, you know, competition, to other uh, kids rolling to parents, you name it, you know, high fiving them, giving them hugs, telling them great job, being encouraging, just a, a just a amazing, amazing person. And then as happenstance would have it, I moved over to Cherokee County. And lo and behold, one of the closest gyms to where we would be living was his gym. And obviously, it was way too far to go back to Forsyth um, to continue you know, rolling over there in that gym. And so we got to this gym. And I said, hey, man, we're, uh, we're going to come to your gym. And he's like, yeah, right. And I was like, yeah, no, we're coming. We're moving. Um, and we'll see you guys soon. And so we rolled in the door like right before uh, everything got shut down for COVID. And I met a guy, you know, in person this time where I am, you know, going to let him train my kids. And he, you know, it was it was, it was a moment, man, just a, a really, really cool moment. So he gets he gets my kids and the. I got some video feed problems on my side, guys. I'm sorry about that. If it's uh, if it's frozen on your side, I'm resetting a little. Um, my kids start training there, and the more I get to know this guy, the more I grow to love him. The more fun I have with him, and it is relationships that I've that I've ever built. Um, and you guys let me know in the comments if, if this is uh, if my video is frozen for some reason. I don't know what's going on. But at any rate, um, as this is going on uh, in building this relationship, man, th this is a guy, you know, if he if he needs something, it's one of those things where, man, I jump through fire, move heaven and earth and do everything else for him. He has put together a community, you know, that has fostered 
family, that has fostered relationships, that has fostered, you know, doing well in school, that has fostered all of these amazing things from people with incredibly different background, right? Like totally different background. That's, it's a crazy thing to me. It's it, it, to, in this day and age when America is as divided as it is for, you know, a guy who's on a mission to create better people tomorrow, whether it's physically, whether it's emotionally, whether it's spiritually, whatever it is, and putting together family saying, you're welcome here. I don't care what you, what you got going on, where you come from, any of that kind of stuff. It's, it's, you know, what in the world is, you know, basically what's he doing? This, this car that he's driving, uh, he had dropped his off, uh, basically same kind of car he had to drop off, but he had to drop this thing off um, to get some work done on it. And they gave him a loaner vehicle, you know, and that loaner vehicle had a placard on the back and it had a, um, you know, a, a little uh, Krauss family Ford, uh, you know, plate on it and they pulled him over. And so as this is happening, I'm looking up, you know, who, you know, who's got numbers and all that kind of stuff to call these guys, because what I don't want to happen is to see my friend taken out of a car and put through the ringer for nothing. And let's face it, like, that's what's that's what happens in America today. Like police departments contact people for absolutely no suspicion of a crime whatsoever. Nothing's been reported. Nothing's happened. And for me, it's, it's beyond the pale, right? Like this is, this is not all right. So I talked to the officer of the day. It was a corporal down there. And I said, Hey, could you look into this real quick? I need, I need you guys to, you know, stop this stop. Like now this needs to, this needs to end. And so he, uh, he gets back to me, uh, not, not much later. And when he gets back to me, he says, Hey, uh, Mr. Hazel, uh, I just wanted to let you know that I've reviewed the body camera and he's come in and, um, it was a good stop. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to talk to the mayor. I'm going to have to talk to the mayor, the chief, whoever. And the mayor is obviously the chief executive of Holly Springs. And so I wrote him an email first thing on Monday asking to request his attention for a, a phone call, 15, 20 minutes tops. And he points me to his deputy, chief deputy, um, Keeley. And chief Keeley has been on the force for, I, I, he's been in law enforcement for 50 years. And I'm going to show you this real quick because I think this bears uh, a, a whole lot of importance, right? On, I think it was May 3rd when it actually happened, but Holly Springs pins a new police chief. He was fresh into this, fresh. Maybe hadn't even been um, publicly uh, promoted to the office and pinned yet. But it says Holly Springs, this is from, uh, let's see, the tribunal led news.com uh, deputy chief tommy keely was officially pinned holly springs new police chief during monday's city council meeting keely served as the deputy chief of police for holly springs police department from 2016 
He has over 50 years of experience in law enforcement and 25 years in the military. Um, that military service is uh, the Coast Guard. So, you know, take it for what it is. Quote, this is a position of great public trust. And I ensure the citizens of Holly Springs that I will do the very best I can to keep our community and citizens safe while maintaining integrity. Keeley said, there's no room for corruption or misconduct here. I am blessed to have the finest command staff to work with me, and I appreciate the work that each and every officer does every day. We're going to come back to this. These are some very powerful words, right? Like, you know, we're, we're going we're, we're gonna to have a lot of integrity here. We're going to keep our community and citizens safe, and uh, there's no room for corruption or misconduct. Now, when you pull somebody over for, you know, I guess driving while black in America, right? When you guys, when you, when you get pulled for that and you are made to prove your innocence, we got a problem. That's not integrity. It's not good policing. It's lazy. It is used for a myriad of things, including civil asset forfeiture. But um, I had the opportunity um Major Keeley, I guess whatever Colonel Keeley, whatever he's calling himself with these, uh, it looks like yeah, Colonel on his shoulder, but Chief Keeley calls me back and we have a little bit of a conversation. I recorded it and I want you to keep in mind what I've just read versus what he said in, uh, in his quote as he's being pinned chief. Let's take about 11 minutes. I may interrupt from time to time, but uh, uh, we're going to go through this. Yes, may I speak with Mr. Hazel, please? This is he. Mr. Hazel, my name is Tom Cahealy. I'm with the Holly Springs Police Department. I was forwarded an email from uh, Mayor Miller. Yes, sir. And this is in reference to a traffic stop, I believe, that you had inquired about that took place this past Saturday. Yes, sir. That's correct. Thanks for giving me a shout back. I appreciate your time on this. Absolutely, sir. How can I help you? Hey, um, so it's come to my attention that some of the policy down there in Holly Springs seems extremely uh, targeted. And in, in America right now, we've got, we've got some serious issues. I was on the phone with a good friend of mine who is a pillar in this county and, you know, pretty much everywhere he goes. And what he's done in terms of building family in this community is is something that I think we need to really look at and 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 it's just he's he's an amazing guy. So as he's getting mm -hmm. pulled over in Holly Springs, he knew he was going to get pulled over. He's driving a brand new Lincoln Navigator with the Angela Krauss tag still on it because it was a a, a vehicle that you know they gave to him so that he could leave his vehicle there to to have some work done on it. And okay. I, uh, I inquired about this after it was done. He was extremely upset about the stop and he knew it was going to happen. As soon as he passed him, he said, I'm going to get pulled. And for a man like that to get pulled over and have to prove his innocence, I think is just got to be some of the worst policy in this day and age that, that, uh, that I can possibly imagine. And it's just a, a bigger problem we have as a society. So I was, uh, I was upset enough to call in and uh, talk to the corporal uh, who was the officer on duty at night. 
who I guess went back and reviewed the dash and maybe body cam and said, you know, it was a good stop, which I absolutely disagree with. All right. Um, I, since I got the email from Mayor Miller, I myself have gone and looked up this particular traffic stop. I would like to invite you and anyone else you'd like to bring and come and video and uh, review this video. Well, I, 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 I know I, what, I know what happened than... in the video, and and that's the the problem is is you guys are you guys will sit there and say it was a good stop without listening and understanding and digesting from the public who you are supposed to serve and your oath to the constitution article six, section three, we, we have a absolute natural right to be secure in our personal property and effects. I imagine you would agree with that. Having taken that oath. Absolutely. I do. Okay. So when a man is pulled over, and in question and asked to prove his innocence. Do you not see a problem with that? Well, all I can say is both the, uh, the gentleman that was pulled over and our officer was headed northbound on 575. You're right. It was a new Lincoln Navigator. It was black in color with blackened windows and a black drive-out tag. If there's a tag on there, I really can't it, make out if there is I, a tag I, I can. or is not. I, I can. I, I asked my friend to send me a picture of it. it. It's a brand new, you know, barely off the, the, the lot, you know, Angela Krause tag and an Angela Krause placard. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I can certainly take your word for that. I don't dispute that whatsoever. Okay. Uh, the traffic stop took place. Uh, the gentleman did not have any paperwork that uh, said this was a loaner vehicle, a drive out. But, uh, but, but why, why does he need it? Do you guys stop everybody who pulls off of a lot with tags on them from the dealership? Do you guys, is that, is that a practice? No, that is not a practice. That is something that the officer on the street, and I will get with him tonight and find out uh, why uh, this traffic stop took place, I, what his I can tell probable you. cause was. No, it, it, there's no probable cause. It, it, that, that's the problem is he wasn't speeding. There, there wasn't anything amiss. It was, it's, a, it's a black man driving a brand new Lincoln Navigator. And I can tell you, you know, I, I guarantee you, I know why this happens. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause this thing right here. This is ridiculous. You know, the, the, the fact that he is driving while black and what I'm alluding to, and, and you guys will see, I don't get to finish my conversation with this guy, but this is civil asset forfeiture. This is how it happens. You get pulled over for absolutely nothing. And then they take your shit. They take cars. They take cash. They take whatever the hell they think they can get away with taking. And most of the time, it costs you too much in legal fees to make it worth it to get it back. And they get to keep 100% of what they take in Georgia. This is why they do this kind of shit. And somehow, lawyers, judges, and all the murder cult out there has made it okay for them to do this. 
you're going to see how this devolves real quickly. He's already agreed that we have the right to be secure in our person, property, and effects. There's no reason that he got pulled over in the first place. And you're about to hear exactly that when he admits it. When cops can contact you without suspicion of a crime to look for a crime, to look for something to, 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 to make you prove your innocence has got to be one of the most despotic, tyrannical damn things I, I could ever dream of. Had I thought as a child growing up in America that somebody, you know, would have told me that people, people in, in uniform from the government can come to you and make you prove your innocence, can question you without a lawyer, without anybody. It's got, it, it is completely on its head. You know, some people say that the only reason government ever exists is protect your rights. That's incorrect. The only reason governments exist is to forcibly, and we're not a volunteer state, to forcibly take your life, liberty, and property by force, by the point of a damn gun. Get back to this call. I, I, I've, I've been in this space for too long, and I've seen it too much, and now that it's happened to somebody who is a personal friend and is a pillar in this community, it's time we start to look at it as what it is. It's targeting. And it's not just going to be the officer's fault. And I don't want this officer's head on a pike. I want the policy to reflect what should it, what it should be in the first place. And that's the rights of natural people to travel, right? We have the right to travel. We pay for these roads, obviously. We, he, we have licenses and everything else. The fact that he's got a brand new Lincoln Navigator that he is driving doesn't suggest that there's a crime been committed at all. Now, had the officer thought maybe a crime had been committed, probably would have behooved him to call Angela Krause and ask if they had maybe a Lincoln Navigator missing or they reported stolen or something to that matter. Or check and see if there's any notices in the systems you guys use to see if anything has been reported through those systems. But instead... That is exactly what took place. The officer no, stopped the no, gentleman. He stopped, he there stopped was no the paperwork. He, stopped the uh, he ran the BIN number. That, that's the problem. And there was nothing on uh, NCIC or GCIC no, but that's, that's the problem. that indicated that it was stolen, so he was able to drive away. No, you guys put the onus on him. You put the onus of proving his innocence on him in a moment. Instead of doing the, the, the harder work, of tracking down to see if he if there was a crime reported. There's a difference here. There's a major delineation. The delineation is he's an innocent man and the the burden of proof belongs on the state. Instead, you guys flip that on its head and you made him prove his innocence versus giving him the benefit of the doubt. That's targeting. That is a violation of the 4th Amendment. It is a violation of being able to travel in America. The fact that this is local, this is not going to go away. And I hope you're receptive to this message. I want, I want this changed. And I will bring my, my full audience and everybody else that I, that I have at my disposal to this as hard and as fast as I can. 
This is this is an absolute violation of our rights. And this is what America's pissed off at cops about. This is this to to harass a man and suspect that he needs to prove his innocence in a community that he serves is is beyond the pale and it's gotta stop. Do you understand why? Do you understand the the purpose behind this now and how this policy is wrong? So you guys just heard the chief there say, yeah, hey, no, he pulled them over and they they had an exchange and basically he was allowed to go and and he, he had to prove his innocence without any suspicion of the crime. This is what I get to every time is if you are an officer and you suspect that there's a crime, do the homework, do the research, do something like real fucking police work instead of going and making contact with that person and treating them like they're a criminal to begin with. I am, I'm beside myself because what you're about to hear right now is what gets me extremely fired up. And this day and age, when you can present a line of logic very, very calmly to a member of the murder cult, how it's met. The indoctrination and the spin and the, 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 Tail wagging the dog. I mean, this, you are a servant to the community in which, to which pays your salary, which clothes you, which puts shoes on your feet and makes sure that at the end of the day, you have a paycheck. And these guys will try to dodge and deflect and, and somehow justify what is very plainly a violation of your rights. And Joseph, you're exactly right, man. These guys are road pirates. If the purpose is to contact, to maybe investigate if there's a crime, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. But it goes even further than that. They're not only going to violate your rights, they are going to take your stuff, your car. And I'm sure the only reason they didn't mess around too much is because it wasn't his. It was Angela Krause and Angela or the Krause family. And those guys aren't going to put up with that. And they probably got the money to fight it. Yeah, but by all other, yeah, by all other definitions, these are pirates on the high seas of Cherokee County. They roll up, they stop you, and maybe they take your stuff if they think they can get away with it. Mr. Hazel, I'm not sure that there's anything that I can say that will um make you understand our viewpoint from law enforcement. I wish that there was. I will offer this, that you are more than welcome to come view the video, the body camera, the uh, in-car camera, anything you would like to see. 
I think you will find, I understand what you're saying, but this was a textbook traffic stop. And that's the problem. It, and, and it took six minutes, just a little over six that's minutes. That's problem. For the whole thing to be uh, evaluated and the gentleman was allowed to go on his way. Allowed. Uh, he has the right. That's the, you guys. Very good, sir. I understand. He has the is there right. Any, is there anything that I can help you with? Let's just gloss over it. I understand. He has the right to be free to travel, to move. He is a man on this planet, a natural man, and he has the absolute right to move. And he just glosses over this this idea. Not a. Thanks for bringing this to my attention. I will make a policy change. We're going to do something about this. This cannot stand. This cannot go on. You guys remember what he said? There's no room for corruption or misconduct. This is misconduct. This is corruption. To contact people and make them prove their damn innocence with civil asset forfeiture on the horizon very close if they thought they could get away with it. This is highway robbery. Plain and simple. And now comes for the great part. The animal farm part. Some animals, or all animals are equal, but some animals are more equal. Yes, you guys can change this policy. This, this, stopping people to have them prove that they are innocent of a crime is not American. It is absolutely flies in the face of the U.S. Constitution. Are you guys aware of what 18 U.S. Code 242 is? Mr. Azel, I'm not going to get in a long, drawn-out discussion with you. You, hey, listen, you, I've, you, I've you, you serve you well, you, you, you and you're welcome community. to come view this video. I don't need to view I the will, video. I will, not, I will not allow you to attack Okay. Myself, the okay. officer, or anyone else. You see, this is an attack. And uh, I'm asking you to you, change policy. You can also tell the gentleman that was stopped uh, that uh, he is welcome to come see the video as well. I have a question for you. And it was a cordial encounter. Are you? Are you I, are you I don't know policy? anything else that I can say to you that will make you happy. Are you in charge of policy, or is it the mayor? Yes. What? Well. well the department, it's incumbent upon the department to develop the best policy that we can. Who's, who Who does the buck stop with for policy? Is it you or is it the mayor? It, it's, it's for right now, it is me. It's right here. It's him. He has owned the policy. He says, I don't know what else I can say to you to make you happy. It's not that I want you to make me happy, chief. It said, I want you to do your goddamn job, and that's protecting the rights of the people you serve. Every damn one of them. You think you're beyond reproach. You think you don't have to answer to the citizens of this county and of Holly Springs, or maybe anywhere. I got news for you. 
The LP Cherokee County got stood up on Friday. Guess what my number one mission in life is, Keely? You're done. You are absolutely toast. We're coming. I guarantee you, we're coming. We're going to come peacefully one way or another. You're done in that office. The mayor, if he's going to back this kind of bullshit up, he's done. The city council, if they're going to back this kind of bullshit up, they're done. All of Cherokee County. I know this is just Holly Springs, but I don't care if it's Woodstock. I don't care if it's Canton. I don't care if it's Cherokee County sheriffs and their deputies. This fucking shit ends right now. This is tyranny. This is absolute despotism in a time when you should be standing for our rights. For leaving us alone, but no. What are they out there doing? I, I see it everywhere. I see it in Canton all the time, and I see it in Holly Springs. You guys are making up for lost revenue for last year, I imagine. When people weren't out, they weren't traveling, they weren't on your roadways, and you couldn't take their shit. You guys need to be shut down. Every damn one of you. Shut down. The basics. Murder, rape, assault, kidnapping, coercion, theft, vandalism, property damage, trespassing. Sexual crime. Do the hard work. And the community will back you up. I will back you up. We will loan you equipment to go get the really, really bad people. Hell, we'll even come with you. A lot of us have a ton of experience in direct combat. But this kind of bullshit, this policing for profit bullshit, that's going to end. The amount of people that we are going to bring to your doorstep is something that you cannot imagine. I would recommend that you call, you know who he is, and possibly issue an apology and maybe a written apology and at the same time, a public change of policy in writing. Lead the way. You got an opportunity. I doubt you're going to do it because I kind of see who you are and who your character is. Okay. I don't need to view the video. I, I know what happened. You would. I, I was there when it happened. Now, you were in the car when it happened? No, I was on the phone with him when it happened. You guys stopped him for absolutely no reason. And when you stop somebody for no reason and then let them go, it tells me there was no real reason for the stop. Do you, do you not see the problem with that? No, sir, I don't see a problem with that whatsoever. You think, you think it's okay to stop people in their regular course of events and question them without a suspected crime? Is there anything? Yeah, yes, you can answer my question. You can answer my question. Is it the policy of Holly Springs? to stop people who are not suspected of a crime to question them. The officer was within his right. I asked you a direct question. 
Is that the policy I will, I will of Holly not Springs? Be talked to like this, Mr. Yes, Hazel. you will. You, you serve you have us. A good day. You serve us. <laughs> this is the government. This is the fucking murder cult. They think they're above reproach. They don't. They think they can't have a conversation. I never cussed. I asked direct questions. Made the case. Used the Constitution. Could he answer the question? No, absolutely not. Keely, this position is of great public trust. Well, I'll tell you right now, I don't, I, I don't trust you as far as I could throw you. The, the, the fact that anybody trusts you, you swore an oath, Article 6, Section 3 of the Constitution, you swore an oath to uphold the rights of the men and women you serve, and you can't even do that. Let people be. Get your thugs and pirates off the street and go do some real police work. No, you're going to do policing for profit. No, I don't trust you. Trust you. Your public trust is garbage. And I ensure the citizens of Holly Springs that I will do my very best to keep our community and citizens safe. How safe do you think my friend felt as a black man getting pulled over for absolutely fucking nothing? I'll tell you right now, I didn't feel safe for him. I'll tell you right now, even as a big-ass white guy, I don't feel safe with your goons out there that do this kind of shit. All they need is a little bit of a reason. What is it? The, the, the preponderance, the preponderance that you can take all my stuff. And if I escalate things, what, what's going to happen? You get called out, going to get maybe handcuffed, maybe even worse, maybe shot. Do you know what he had to say? What he felt like he needed to say? He kept his cool. He was very calm and he was very nice. Not, not the officer. He said, not everybody hates you guys. And I know I see this guy pretty often. And I know on the days where something happens in America, where somebody gets extremely damn trigger happy and somebody loses their life, how he takes it. Getting pulled over in that moment for nothing. To say that instead of, what are you pulling me over for? What crime do you expect me of? Go get your supervisor. Do you know where that lands a lot of guys that have melanin in their skin? Dead, in jail, beat up, harassed, their shit taken. Because people who are in charge of an entire police department can't answer simple questions and run policy that they know they don't have answers to. When pressed on the issue, he doesn't have an answer. And he doesn't have the courage to admit maybe the policy's wrong. While maintaining integrity, that's integrity. That's what you call integrity. Integrity would be admitting that you have a problem. 
admitting that your policy violates a whole bunch of rights and that the citizens that you serve are not to be contacted. Do not harass them. They've got places to go. They've got classes to teach. They've got jobs. They've got families. They've got a million things going on in 2021 where they are battling an uphill fight against this murder cult that shut them down for the last year. And you're going to question him. You're going to make him prove his innocence. You're not going to answer the questions of an outraged public at your fucking policy. Great integrity. Man, man, stand up, man. Bet you're a real badass back in the day. I'm sure you busted a ton of people for nonviolent crimes. There's no room for corruption or misconduct here. Do you know how many times a year civil asset forfeiture is used by corrupt murder cult members to fleece people? I'll tell you right now, back in 2014, the amount that the murder cult brought in from civil asset forfeiture topped $5 billion. $5 billion. It eclipsed what the criminal element in this country brought in at just over $3 billion. The government, in all of its infinite wisdom, looking out for you, the people that they serve, took in $5 billion through civil asset forfeiture, theft, It makes me sick that I ever, ever traded my youth to serve what I thought was a free country, the most, the most star-spangly, awesome group of people in this world. What are we doing? No room for corruption or misconduct. Well, if you're running policy like this and you can't answer her, I guarantee you that's a fucking lie. I am blessed to have the finest command staff to work with me, and I appreciate the work of each and every officer that they do every day. Yeah, I bet you do. I wonder how much. I wonder how much money that Holly Springs brings in from people going up 575 who are targeted and made to prove their innocence. And when they, I don't know, can't, don't want to, or they feel like maybe they want something of theirs, they take it. You're a crook, Keely. You are a low-life bastard crook with no integrity. And I don't, I don't trust you a damn bit. I trust, I know what I'm going to do about this, though. We're coming. We are coming. Civil asset forfeiture is theft. This is from the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. I need to tell you guys first, though. Go out. Um, I'm going to provide links in, this, uh, in the show notes and everything else. I would ask you take action and you call Keeley, the mayor, and the city council. Email them. Call them. Tell them about this. Tell them you want Keeley out of there. And the policy changed now. Civil asset forfeiture is theft, according to the Constitutional 
uh, Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, right? Like there's a group of them out there that actually put this out in writing. Attorney General Jeff Sessions, this is a little bit older, recently announced the reinvigoration of the Civil Asset Forfeiture Program, which basically allows police to seize money and valuable property from citizens who are suspected of acquiring those assets through criminal activity without charging the suspects with a crime. Man, wow. Is that what you were taught in school? Is that what you were taught it was so star spangly awesome in America is that you can have your stuff taken without even being charged with a crime? Ostensibly aimed at criminal enterprises like drug cartels and fraudulent artifices, civil asset forfeiture has left many horror stories in its wake. Here's more detail as written by Donald Mitchell for the founding of economic, the foundation of economic freedom or education feed.org. I should have nailed that one. Fee is a great organization, by the way, as well. This is the problem. Has it been abused? Has civil asset forfeiture ever been abused? Yeah, probably on almost a damn daily basis if they're pulling in $5 billion a year. If they're pulling in $5 billion a year, I guarantee you it's been abused. If it's a program or a policy that's been abused, it should be wiped out. I can tell you right now, if I am fortunate enough, I say that with a smile on my face, To be the governor of Georgia, this shit's over. The entire thing. Civil asset forfeiture is done. Let me find out people are doing civil asset forfeiture in the the sheriff's departments or any of the PDs or the feds. You're done. You're done. I am going to take the people of this great state. I say great state. The great people of Georgia. And I'm going to tell them, hey, listen. This doesn't need to go on in your area. You need to defend yourself against war crimes. You're peaceful people. Until you've been convicted of a crime by your peers, the government doesn't get to take your stuff. They don't get to do anything with you. Period. This is the way it's supposed to be. I was going to go through this entire thing. I'm already running up on 52 minutes. I don't have the time to do this kind of stuff. So I don't think I'm I'm going to. But I did want to go through... This one, civil asset forfeiture, seven things you should know. This is from Jason Sneed a while back. Um, he's a former senior policy analyst uh, over at the uh, the Heritage uh, organization, heritage.org. What is civil asset forfeiture? Civil asset forfeiture is a legal tool that allows law enforcement officials to seize property that they assert has been involved in a certain criminal activity. In fact, the owner of the property doesn't even need to be guilty of the crime. Civil asset forfeiture proceedings charge the property itself with involvement in a crime. Do you know how heinous that idea is? is you can charge the property with a crime. So the, how, how is property ever going to stand trial for itself? It's not. There are many, many stories of innocent people being stripped of their money and property by law enforcement. Why would they ever do this? Today, civil asset forfeiture is intended to give law enforcement a tool they can use to go after organized crime, including drug dealers. Yeah, nonviolent, right? Like, if you're going to go after murder, does civil asset forfeiture help you go after murderers? Does civil asset forfeiture help you go after uh, people who have, you know, actually committed heinous crime, rape, kidnapping, all the things that I mentioned mentioned er earlier? Drugs are not indicative of a crime. Just because somebody likes cannabis or psilocybin or God knows whatever else, 
Are those crimes? No, it doesn't. Many people do that just like they own guns on a daily basis and nothing ever happens. They're probably, some of them, better people for it. But drug dealers, right? Drug dealers. Are you going after pharmacists? How many times has pharmacist, a pharmacist, or a drug company had civil asset forfeiture come against them? How many times? Zero. Why? Because they know they can't get away with it because they have too many lawyers. They have too much money. They don't go after those kind of people. They go after the low-hanging fruit, the poor, as they always have in the society, so that they can take advantage of them. It's sick. It's sick that that's what police work has become. Christopher, you uh, you got a great thing, a, a great a, a great insight there. What is it? No Budweiser truck goers are, <laughs> are ever rated. Yeah, no, you're you're right. They're not because Budweiser would be like, get the hell out of here with this bullshit. You can't do that. Obviously, can't do that kind of stuff. So they're gonna it, it, they they say it's a tool to go after drug dealers. Now you know what? No. If you guys were actually using it to go after criminals, you'd start with your own damn murder cult. You would start with a criminal enterprise of government. The politicians, the bureaucrats, those, that is the largest organized crime family on the planet. Not just America, not just Georgia, the planet. You guys aren't going after any of them because you're a bunch of spineless cowards. You're going after these people to enrich yourselves. You are screwing with people's lives, hardworking people's lives who are bent over by the government, who have gone through this bullshit year of lockdown, blamed on COVID, and you're still ruining people's lives. When people need your help the most, what are we doing with you? Why why do you even exist if this is who you're going to be? They say, but uh, number three, but don't police target only criminals? Unfortunately, no. There are many stories of innocent people having their property seized. For example, between 2006 and 2008, law enforcement agents in Texas engaged in a systematic practice of seizing cash and property from innocent drivers with absolutely no evidence or wrongdoing. In Philadelphia, police seized the home of two sisters whose brother, who did not live there, showing showed up while trying to evade the cops in Detroit. Cops seized over 100 cars owned by patrons of an art institute event because the institute had failed to get a liquor license. You can, you can be totally innocent and still be unable to stop government from seizing your property. It's abused. It's abused, and they're still doing it. What can we get away with? They get away with it until they get called on it. They get away with it until the people take a stand and say, no more. This is where you come in. This is where you take action. This is where we come together and say, enough is enough. You're done. Number four, what if I'm innocent? Surely innocent people can't have their property taken. Being innocent does not mean that the state has to return your property. 
the Supreme Court of the United States has held that the innocent owner defense is not constitutionally required. Furthermore, even in states where you do have an innocent owner defense, the burden is typically on you, the citizen. Your property is presumed to be guilty until you prove that you're until you are innocent and that your property, therefore, should be fortified. In other words, you must prove that you were not involved in criminal activity and that you either had no knowledge that your property was being used to facilitate the commission of a crime or that you took every reasonable step under the circumstances to terminate such use. And all the while, the police retain your property. To cap it all off, the success rate of winning back your property is low. Pragmatic property owners, however innocent, may reason that it is best to cut their losses rather than challenge the forfeiture in court. Yeah, man. How much is it going to cost you in court fees to fight this kind of stuff? How much is it going to cost you to get your stuff back? Maybe it's cheaper for you to just go and do something else in terms of spending that money. This is why they pick on the poor. Number five, that's crazy. This can't happen in my state. It might be crazy, but civil asset forfeiture happens in every state of the union. Even in the state that has laws on its limits, state and local law enforcement authorities can still seize property by partnering with federal law enforcement officials in a system called equitable sharing. Yeah, that's a nice term. And payouts to the state and local agencies have increased nearly 250% over a 12-year period. Huh. This was written back in, I think it was 20, yeah, 2014. You, th- you think it's gone down since then? I don't think it's gone down since then. I think it's probably skyrocketed since then. But everybody at least gets their day in court, right? No. In fact, the majority of civil, uh, federal civil forfeitures and, admi- and administratively, meaning that the property is automatically forfeited after a certain period of time because the owner of the property did not challenge the seizure. Forfeiture proceedings might be barred because of waivers, procured by law enforcement officials who pressure property owners to renounce ownership of their cars, homes, or money in order to avoid facing often bogus criminal charges. This quid pro quo raises serious fundamental questions about the fairness of the process. And if a property owner holds out and goes to court, he or she will face an uphill costly and lengthy battle. Yeah, no, no kidding. Number seven, my state has good forfeiture laws on the books. So none of this is a problem, right? Not necessarily. Federal law can do an end run around good state law. A process called equitable sharing allows local law enforcement officials to team up with the federal law enforcement agents to seize property under federal forfeiture law that could not be seized under applicable state forfeiture law. Through equitable sharing, local law enforcement agencies pocket a portion of the proceeds from the seizure and the feds keep the rest. This is a way for local law enforcement to circumvent state law and continue to profit from civil asset forfeitures. Thank you for that amazing piece. Jason Sneed, uh, the former senior policy analyst over at uh, FEE, I believe. No, I'm sorry, heritagefoundation.org. Uh, so, yeah, ladies and gents. If you can't tell, I am worked up about this kind of stuff. It's not going away. Uh, Chief, if you're out there listening, you got a chance. You got a chance right now. You want to give me a shout? You guys have my number. You have my contact information. You can reach me at Shane at RadicalPod.com. This needs to end. 
I would rather do it in a in a way that helps this community heal, where we admit our mistakes, where we change policy and reestablish the rights of the people of Cherokee County, of Holly Springs. I don't think you're man enough to do it. I hope you prove me wrong. I really, I call me. I'll take your call 24-7. Call me up. We're going to have that discussion. I'll tell you right now, the state of Georgia, this is the kind of stuff I'm running on. This is why I'm running for governor. Because the spineless, feckless jellyfish like Brian Kemp, and I guarantee you, Stacey Abrams, isn't going to do anything like this. And Vernon Jones, he's already blocked me on Twitter for calling him out for missing votes. You think somebody like that can't take the heat? These guys don't know what they're doing. They have no spine. They have no knowledge of history. They have no working understanding of the Constitution. And they don't give a fuck about your rights. I am vulgar. I am pissed. But I guarantee you, the last thing on this planet that I want to do is have government ever point their guns at you if you're peaceful people. That's it. It's super simple. It's so simple that my children get this concept. You don't hurt people, you don't take their stuff. And good ideas don't require force. And if you're serving the people of a city that small, man, you better be on point around here because things are about to change. They're going to heat up. If you continue to abuse peaceful people long enough, destroy their lives, take their stuff, destroy their communities, destroy their family, you get blowback. I don't want violence. I'm praying for peace. I am begging you guys for peace. But I understand history and I understand what happens when you do these kind of things long enough. Blowback comes because what you've done is you have taken somebody's will to live away. They will be willing to die for these kind of things. Take it from a guy who has seen heads on sidewalks because you've taken their last ounce of hope away by taking their family away from them, by taking their home away from them, by depriving them of simple, simple humanity. That's what comes for people like you. If you're in a uniform and wear a badge or you're a bureaucrat or you occupy a congressional seat or a legislative seat somewhere, an executive seat, a judicial seat, whatever it is. When the people finally have enough, when they finally don't see any hope in the recognition of their rights, the work that they've done, the, the backbreaking sweaty, grueling work that they have done to eke out a life on this planet, some some modicum of success. And you continue to take these things away from people. Blowback is inevitable. And you know who makes really easy, simple targets? People who stick out like sore thumbs in gangster, blacked out, murdered out cop cars. I don't want to see it. I've seen too much blood. I've seen too many orphans, too many dead fathers, mothers, kids, pets, communities absolutely 
burned and destroyed to the ground. This shit's got to stop. And I, for one, am going to make sure that it does. Cherokee County, Holly Springs, Canton, Woodstock. We got to do some things. You guys got to open your ears and you have got to have this conversation at minimum. At minimum. Or bad things are coming your way. That's going to do it for the show tonight, guys. I appreciate you guys dealing with the absolute madness that I have to put out there. I appreciate that you'll digest it, that you'll share it, that you guys will take this torch and build it higher and burn these tyrants to the ground. We need you. We need legions of you. You guys have done amazing things out there. Trusting me to deliver this message has, I mean, you guys look at what's going on. The amount of shows and guest appearances has gone through the roof lately. I mean, from most nights, I am covered up with one, two, possibly three shows. So thank you guys. I, I really, I, I can't thank you guys enough for everything you're doing. Um, I hit all of the, the things, the admin things in the beginning of the show. So I will wrap up with saying this. We're in weird times. I'm going to talk about what's going on with gas um, down here in the South tomorrow. Uh, I'm sure you understand that this is not normal. You feel it. I guarantee you feel it. And everything else is transpiring right now in real time. We're going to have that conversation, I think, tomorrow night because I owe you guys at least two shows a week. I wish I could do more. Um, I obviously do more on other shows. So um, I will share those to you. But thank you guys for, for everything you're doing. Be careful out there. Be safe out there. Have your head on the swivel. Do your prep work. Know your neighbors. And if you can do things like this to make your community safer from the murder cult, turn the tide a little bit in your favor, and in, in your neighbor's favor, in the businesses where you are, their favor, do it. It's time to take action. Until next time, I hope you guys have a lovely middle of your week. I'll see you guys back here tomorrow night. I don't know what time yet. Probably a little bit later. But until then, I love you. I need you. Peace. Um, don't hurt people and don't take their stuff.